wake up in the morning. It's like if you trim the coconut tree, you get the tea. Coconuts. I trim the ginger tree. If you trim weed, then you get to take some ducks home. Oh, nice. See, I like that. I think that was the bonus. Like a lot of people who live in Colorado who work as trimmers. Take a little bud home with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice little. uh, And the clippings. Fringe benefits. And the baked goods. Man. It's going to be a good one today. (laughs) Shine a light on the bees. (laughs) Wow, we're hot and fresh out the kitchen. Do you want to play the song again? No? Good (laughs) morning and aloha, Biscuiteers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Biscuit Bunker. It is I, Chuck Sauce, host of the Biscuits and Gravy Show. We are so happy to be doing this show and... Live from the Biscuit Bunker in beautiful... Downtown, Downtown Kihei. Kihei. Mm. We're going back on the radio, baby. So this one is a little shout out to KKU, KKU, the voice of gravy. When is the radio station reopening? Uh, never, but they want us to send stuff in and also get advertising for them. Okay. And pay for the their studio that we're not using. Hmm. So we're going to do all that well, not gonna because happen. we are the best biscuits this world has ever seen. All right. Now, today's show is going to be one for the books, everybody. Man, today's show, there's so many conspiracies out there. I think last night I might have typed you 18 paragraphs on conspiracies. There is, yeah, you did. It was a lot about whales. We have a, a whale whales. of a conspiracy <laughs> for you today. We're going to finish off today's show with a lovely segment we call Chuck Stuff and Knowledge <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo. It's a trivia segment of the show because this is nonprofit education at its finest and we finish off the show with our segment called chuck stuff the knowledge buffalo chuck tries to prove he's the smartest buffalo in the room can you stomp the buffalo can you stomp it and usually (laughs) the answer is i am not as smart as i think maybe you can ask a sports question Ah! anything about the wnba we're gonna spoil some tv shows for you on a lovely segment called spoiler alert we have so much to talk about for spoiler alert rick and morty finally redeemed itself rick what else are you gonna morty spoil today really good this week so good what else are you gonna spoil for us on spoiler alert oh man we're gonna be give talking us a about taste give us a tease show us your nips Vince. show us your nips speaking of showing the nips we're gonna be talking about true detective season oh yeah all right that's enough for the tease. Uh, also, maybe some uh, solar opposites we'll talk about. Mm. Um, there's just so much to talk about. We can't even get into it right now. Then we got a good old conspiracy cookbook. Man, what are we cooking up in the studio today? Who knows? But we also got some morning wood to talk about as well. There's so much morning wood to talk about. Well, I, I got avocado last night. I have the most amount of morning wood. You got coddled? <laughs> if I eat an avocado, I get oh. really strong morning wood. <laughs> you got swaddled? I was I got swaddled last night. That was pretty nice. That's also it's too hot to get swaddled in now. I don't know who you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not in our living room. Oh the, lordy, where you got the Central Arctic AC a is blasting twenty four seven. Last week was National Biscuit Day. Uh huh. I believe it was last uh, Thursday or Friday. Last so week was, was National right Biscuit Day. So last week on the during the radio show, we enjoyed some biscuits. We did. Those were Pillsbury Grand uh, Honey Butter. <sighs> honey were so good. But biscuits. Those were some of the best biscuits I've ever had. And everyone out there in Radio Land, whether you're a biscuit boy or a gravy gal, we know that. To me, you're always going to be a biscuitier. How did you celebrate your National Biscuit Day? Give us a call, 808-873-3435. That's we are 808 873 But you can talk to Tony about 
your biscuits or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure, he'd be happy to talk In to a you segment about we biscuit. call Carrier Pigeon. Called Talking to Tony. <laughs> Man, biscuits and gravy. And of course, we got some down. comedy to talk about. Oh, biscuits yeah. and gravy hosted a comedy show on Zoom last week. It's been so long since we did a comedy corner. Yeah. Because there hasn't been any comedy. No comedy during quarantine. It sucks. The last time we did comedy was at maybe the Sammy Obeyed show. Was It was most definitely the Sammy Obeyed show. Wow. We had a, like forever a sparse ago. comedy corner where that we was talked about a few releases. Uh, the new new releases? Yeah, we had a small we comedy talk corner about talking Seinfeld. about. I saw the Jerry Seinfeld uh, one last night. It wasn't it cool when he jumped out of the helicopter? Man, I it was that so was the, good. That was the best part of the entire stand-up. I, I thoroughly enjoyed all of his stand-up. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you texted me something last night. What was it? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld talking about the oh, the Postal Service calling it yeah, the Cub Scouts. Yeah, he's like, the what forgotten branch of the Cub Scouts is this? The Postal Who Service. Who operates on pennies? <laughs> Uh, actually, a uh, inopportune time to be to be making fun of the post office because, uh, a, it's kind of been touched on before, but yeah. b, the the post office is in dire straits right now. Mm, the they're, walk of life. They're trying. They're trying to shut down. Oh, you mean like, dire straits is in? You mean Romeo and Juliet? The end is nigh. <laughs> not we're not talking Sultans of Swing over here. Right? We're saying that the the post office is. Uh, they're trying to shut it down. Shut it down. As a matter of fact, uh, did you hear that? They're Donald, saving Donald all the Trump money having really shorts, mad. not pants. What could go wrong? Donald Trump got really mad because you don't say because Michigan allowed people to vote via mail. Yeah, and if it's one thing Republicans hate. It's people being able to vote. Nope. They because don't want a free and fair election. When you lick, No, it's because when you lick the stamps, that's how the uh, coronavirus gets into your brain. Oh, of course. And that's why you got to microwave your mail, people. We said it before on Biscuits gotta and Gravy. Got to microwave your mail. And we'll say it again. When the mail comes in, you pop it in the microwave, put it on. What was it? What's the, the you know, how, like next to the popcorn setting? I was coronavirus say, setting. coronavirus setting. <laughs> it's, it's under right baked next, potato. It's under baked potato. <laughs> it's right next to you pizza. Make sure you don't press defrost. <laughs> if you press defrost, no go. No, you can't defrost the coronavirus. No, that's you can't. <laughs> that just spreads the coronavirus. It's like so a anyway. Encino Man. You, you yeah. defrost old virus. And also, don't defrost your mail in my microwave, or else you'll get way worse than coronavirus. Oh, yeah. There's something growing in my microwave, bro. <laughs> You ever microwave something and have it not kill a cockroach? There's, there's so much, there's so much fungus in your microwave that uh, the the there's radiation inc- is just making it stronger, like Godzilla. There's so much fungus in it. Incubus <laughs> uses it for a studio. Uh, coming up on the show, man, we got to talk about the world of porn and how it can help us save the universe. But first, I have a question that's been on my mind all morning, Vincent Foti. What's that, Chuck? It's been plaguing me all day, and I be? just want to know. Are you feeling good on a Wednesday? Feeling good on Wednesday. I can honestly say I'm feeling pretty darn good on a Wednesday. Pretty darn tootin' good. And I all our up. friends and family out there in Biscuit Land and Gravy World. I woke up and I made some breakfast and I made some coffee. What'd you make for breakfast? Oh, what did I make for breakfast? I made uh, a little tri-tip. Whoa. Actually, with rice. And some what fried kind of juice is this? Fried it's very potent. That's a uh, palm wonderful, the pomegranate. Whoa, juice. it's so potent. It's funny, palm pomegranate juice. Did you ever see the shape of the bottle? It's got almost like a hand grip in the middle mm. of it because they know. Lips the grip. If you <laughs> if you drop pomegranate juice, it's over. It's over, baby. Like it's even too, too like we have tile floor, and even like pomegranate juice will stain tile 
It'll stain anything. You don't want to drop the pomegranate juice. That's the one thing you don't want to spill. And also, you know I'm looking like shit when I roll into your house and the first thing your girlfriend says is, Chuck, can I get you a cup of antioxidants? You're going to need those antioxidants. <laughs> You're going to need some antioxidants. As a matter of fact, I thought I was hooked on those antioxidants from the pomegranate juice. Turns out it's just that the, the fact that there's 35 grams of sugar. Ooh, baby. It's a lot of sugar. It's a lot of grams. Let's just hook. <laughs> I'll show you a lot of grams. Hey, yo. What's going on, Chuck? That's what I want to Well, know. I went for a nice little snorkel today. Oh, yeah? Yep. Oh, Hiked nice. into a little bit of lava fields. Swam in some pretty treacherous down as shit water. Lava yeah. Roos. And there are a couple pools that were kind of uh, too narrow to get into. And I timed it out with the water and my very inflatable stomach and was able to go over. You're about, very buoyant. I'm so buoyant. So I was able to time it and I was able to go into pools that no one else could go into. Yeah, you're one of the most buoyant people I know. Oh, I'm buoyant, baby. I'm about your gravy level. And I'm concerned about your gravy levels. You're on a you gravy train. gravy train with biscuit wheels. Mmm. Thanks for tuning in to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Today's show is presented in part by lovely community-minded celebrity sponsors like Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings, the best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. And also by Kate Hudson's Perfume, the best way to lose a guy in 10 days. If you were looking for the best way to smell like the Hudson, her perfumes are almost famous. <laughs> <laughs> and also by Maggie Gyllenhaal's Bras. Don't be a saggy Gyllenhaal. Funding for the Biscuits and Gravy comes in part by... Benedict Cumberbatch's eggs. Make your eggs, Benedict. And by Christopher Plummer's Plums, a subsidiary of Brad Pitt's Peaches. Ah, uh, man, yeah, what's going on with you, brother? Peter. I don't know. I'm just uh, excited about the uh, the 24-hour comedy fest that we did. Um, we we did mention that we were going to do a little mini comedy corner up front. So Down well, on the corner, comedy in the street. Nay, I say let's jump onto the biscuits and gravy like train, everybody. Com comedy in the bunker. First stop on the gravy train today is... Hot tub full of KFC gravy, Cal. What is the first stop on the gravy train? Comedy corner. Down on the corner. Abigail May, because here comes a gravy party. Comedy in the streets. Um, we did do. Wait, first of all, do we have an upcoming Zoom show? Yeah, we have no information on it. We but have at no some point in time. But Ted Anderson has assured us that he will be drunkenly performing on. Yeah, it might just be Ted. Hopefully, he berates his beautiful children on film. That's what we want, right? <laughs> Daddy, when are you going? Get out of here! <laughs> oh, Lordy, just kidding. Oh, just kidding. We love friend of the show, Ted Anderson. Mm. Um, and then, so we may have another Zoom comedy show coming up. So we'll we'll post more details about that. Yeah, I mean, but you should always be checking uh, biscuitwars.com Biscuit all the time. Wars, always just constantly keeping your thumb on the pulse. And then Biscuit Wars. This Diagon. this Friday we did a Zoom show. This was pretty cool because it was it was a couple firsts. Not only was it the first time that I watched a Zoom comedy show, <laughs> it was also the first time that I participated in a Zoom. It's like comedy being a show. yoga teacher, huh? And it was the first time. It was the first time that you and I hosted a comedy show as Biscuits and Gravy. Something we've talked about doing for quite some time, and something we were very excited about. I think it went over very well. Oh, first of all, we are the bomb.com. We destroyed it. Biscuits and Gravy. Guys, we were so good. We were so the, good. We were the best part of the show. For sure. I say that with no pride. And we could not have done it without our lovely <laughs> continued support from good friends like Benedict Cumberbatch's Cucumbers. There's no cucumber match. For Cumberbatch. And also by Paul Reiser's yeast makes a great Jewish rye. You'll be mad about Paul Reiser's yeast. 
So give it up for all the 24-hour comedy shows that went on, and yeah, we so did this one was, in every time this zone. This was a comedy show that was presented by, oh, what was it, A Thousand Laughs? A Thousand Laughs. laughs. Land of, whoa, because isn't a Minnesota- A Thousand of Lakes, a yeah! A Thousand Lakes, okay, like the, land, like the Lando Lakes butter. Yeah, you okay. know if you cut out the knees and you cut out the chest, and you put the knees on the chest, it looks like she got titties? It does. Yep. As a matter of fact, I think you, get, you need an exacto knife. <laughs> uh, isn't there easier way to get porn than cutting up your butter containers? First of all, there's no easier way because you're surrounded by butter. If your chick gets biscuitier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think the the butter comes in handy though for yeah. sure. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a thousand laughs comedy out of Minnesota, and they presented this thing. It was a a 24 hour comedy fest. Where they had a comedy show, a Zoom comedy show in every time zone, in all twenty-four time so zones. So it was all eight the o'clock around the world, around the world. Yeah, which was, I got to say, that was a pretty cool idea. And wow. there was shout out to from, our good friend from Norway. There's comedians from like every country. I think Nova Scotia was the last one because they are. It started in uh, in Eastern Standard Time in New York, uh-huh. and then Nova Scotia is Nova Scotia. It's east. Of New York. Never eat shredded wheat. So it's the news. Oh, it went to New York and it went west. Right. It went it went west. And then by the time it got all the way back around, I think Nova Scotia is the very last time zone before you get back to New York. Yep. And Led Zeppelin went into the future and wrote the song and album, How the West Was Won, based on how amazing Biscuits and Gravy was at the eight o'clock spot. Over here in Hawaii Standard Time. That is absolutely correct. Today's we had some good friends on Oahu by... on that show. We had some good friends on the Big Island. We had a, a very good friend in Los Angeles. Chi to the who? Chi the city no. of angels. That was Chino LaForge joining us all the way from La La Land. Mm-hmm. The Big Dirty. <laughs> He's I on the set of La La Land? <laughs> I think that's New Orleans. but Funding for the biscuits and gravy comes in part by Condoleezza's Rice. It'll advocate war crimes. Against hunger. And also by Clay Aiken's Pottery Palace when you're aching for some clay. Comedy Corner, man, what a great show. So much comedy going on. So much comedy in our lives right now. Now, did you see the new Patton Oswalt stand-up? No, there's another Patton Oswalt stand-up. Netflix just yesterday dropped a Patton Oswalt stand-up Well, that's what we call the Patton Oswalt bomb, bro. Yeah, he just dropped it, baby. Uh, And I got to say, it was pretty entertaining. It's not probably not my favorite Patton Oswalt stand-up, um, but I, I did enjoy it. And here's something that you may find enjoyable. Does he look even more like me every day? No, he, uh, Patton Oswalt is actually looking pretty good. A lot oh, of F it, you! He's talk, he Does just, he look like me? <laughs> no, he's actually looking pretty good. Actually, he's looking, he's looking pretty good. He's, he's looking, looking pretty dapper. He's looking svelte and attractive. Oh, F you, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just uh, saying that most of his comedy is that now that he has turned 50, it's talking about how he has to eat healthier and he's been trying to like go hiking and stuff like that. Ugh. So a lot of it is uh, life after 50 uh, from Patton Oswalt's perspective. Like Jerry Seinfeld, 65. Remember growing up, like 65 seemed like Dennis the Menace's neighbor was 65. Mr. Wilson. Like super ancient. Or 65 is the new 50. Anything else for Comedy Corner? Uh, all I have to say is that Pat Oswalt, uh, at the end of his special, does about he closes with about fifteen minute bit about Denny's. Oh God! Now it wasn't similar enough where either you or I have to burn any of our Denny's material. Nice. But uh, if you enjoy stand up comedy about Denny's, you're definitely gonna enjoy Pat Oswalt's new stand up special. 
called I Love Everything. I Love Everything on Netflix. It's available right now, as a matter of fact. Netflix, man, releasing so many comedy specials. Really going to put Comedy Central out of business. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Have you seen Comedy this? Have Central you this? struggling to keep its head above water. They're not doing great. They're not doing great. And they've launched so many great careers. I think and South yet- Park has been keeping them on the air for about 20 years. <laughs> Because they were about, they were going out of business. They were struggling when South Park started. Yeah, and that and South Park's on. It's That's like when it was the Daily Show out. with not John Stewart. It was uh, what's his Craig face? Kil- Craig Kilborn. Vaginas. Craig Kilborn. Who, Craig Stillborn. Craig Stillborn. <laughs> who was pretty funny in his own right. Yeah, then he got the late, late, late show. He did get a he did get a late late show with Craig Kilborn. And he was in old school. He was a guy who said, uh, "That's bro code. <laughs> You're not gonna, you can't mess with the man code, right?" Yeah. Is it was it bro bro, bro code? code or man code? Man code, something like that. He wow, was, that movie brings him back. Yeah, but good old Craig Kilborn. He was the one that did the um, the five questions. Hmm. And then when once John Stewart took that over, uh, that all changed. They stopped doing the five questions format, I believe. And, uh, but you're right. In the beginning, man, South Park carried it. Then a lot of other things really blew up on Comedy Central. You know, Amy Schumer, of course. The Colbert Report. Oh, and my God. The Daily the Colbert show. Report. I think The Daily Show really. Of course, helped Dave put Chappelle, the, the Chappelle Show. Chappelle Show, amazing. That but was now in the it's early just 2000s. those reruns and a couple new South Park. They've been Park showing here. reruns of, of Chappelle Show against his will for like the last 15 yeah, years. Yeah, he's like, can you please not like air this anymore? And they're, <laughs> and they're like, like nope. nope, we will. <laughs> So Comedy Central not doing well. You know, their shows get shorter and shorter. They're placing more safer bets on lower budget shows and nothing like edgy or racy anymore. Like Speaking of comedians not doing well, can we talk about some recent deaths? Unfortunately, some we are going to have to talk about some deaths. Let's do it, baby. Um, one time comedian and also local superstar Willie K passed away. Willie K died. I heard about that. He also he was known for his musical prowess, um, of which he had a lot, but he also did one stand-up show, I believe, with Brian Michaels. Friend of the show, Brian Michaels, Ted Anderson, and The Hoff. I've crapped everything, man. I crapped the lizard one time. So Friend I think that show. was one of his like bucket list things where he wanted to try stand-up comedy one time, and uh, he, he got a chance to do it. He has been uh, struggling with cancer for a long time. He was in remission, but nothing gold can stay. Definitely the end of an era, so... Willie K, we're gonna miss you. Jerry Stiller, yep, the father of, uh, of famous ben actor Ben Stiller, and also he played Pretend George father Costanza of, of George. <laughs> he played Georgie George Boy. Costanza's father on Seinfeld. Uh, cr- co-creator of the Man's Ear. <laughs> <laughs> it's bro. It's bro. It's a bro. No, Man-Zier. it's the Man's Ear. <laughs> we call it the place to be. So Jerry Stiller, always funny. He was also in King of Queens with mm-hmm. Patton Oswalt, who we oh, just mentioned. Oh, tied that one in. Yeah. And, of course. He was uh, in the uh, children's movie Heavyweights, where Ben Stiller plays <laughs> the bad guy. And then they come wow, in and Wow, that's him. like a fat camp yeah. movie, right? Is yeah. that the one where they're all jumping on the giant the inflatable lake thing? Yeah, it's like an inflatable ball. It's ginormo, and you jump yeah. on it and launch the other person into the water. There was another like camp movie that came out around that time, too. Things always come in pairs, man. It was like Meatballs or something. Oh, no. Meatballs is way older. Meatballs, meatballs is like a, Bill Murray? a non-funny Bill Murray movie. Uh, there's no such thing. 
Uh, you should watch Meatballs. That's it's when they learn about sexual awareness week in Meatballs. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we, we would be remiss if we did not mention also the death of notorious possible masturbator Fred Willard. Yeah, so also Fred Willard... Only, only a few Fred years Willard was, ago was the new Paul Rubens. Got ousted for masturbating in a movie theater. Well, then, he didn't. Uh, he he got arrested for being in a porno theater, but they didn't they didn't charge him with anything. How it's not illegal to be in a porno theater. So what did he get arrested for? Uh, being in a porno theater. No, I, I he think, got arrested for indecent exposure inside a porn. Well, they didn't charge him with anything. Oh, but he did get dropped from PBS. PBS. He was on a show on PBS at the time, and. Huh. Sad to say, PBS did drop him from the show. Unfortunately, oh, but he but was how old was he? He's like I think he was in his seventies. I think he was in his seventies. Fred Willard. He I, had been around for a long time. He was in a lot of famous stuff. Hey, you, Siri, people remember him from. How old was Fred Willard? He was in. Uh, well, that didn't. Oh, help. okay. Well, thank you, Siri. She added uh, the question, "How old is Fred Willard?" to reminders. I'm pretty sure Fred Willard was like way old. I think he was in his. I think he was like seventy five. All right, what's the under over? You want to put five bucks on it? Five bucks. I think he's super old. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say seventy. If you give me an under over of five years, I'm gonna say seventy eight. Okay. Well, you're pretty close. He's eighty one. Eighty one. If not eighty two. Yeah. Born in nineteen thirty nine. So I I beat the spread then. But All that's right. way older than I thought he was. So you owe me five bucks. No, I don't owe you anything. I said he was eighty <laughs> something. Fred Willard was in Anchorman. Funny as fuck and in Anchorman. I don't think the network is concerned about the lack of presence of an old wooden ship. <laughs> <laughs> he is also very well known for the Christopher Geist movies. And I gotta say, I like Christopher Geist movies, but I'm not a big fan of Christopher Geist because at the apartment building that I used to live at, all the parking spaces had Christopher Geist's name on them. Why does that guy need so many parking spots he doesn't even live there? Wait, really? I don't get it. Well, it was either that or it was guest parking. Today's show is presented in part by Little John's Maid Service. They'll clean everything from the windows to the walls. To the walls, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Biscuits and Gravy Radio. This is the Biscuits and Gravy Show with Chuck Sauce and Vince Bodie. Morningwood is brought to us by Anthony Hopkins Pogo Sticks. When you want to get hoppin', get Hopkins. Morningwood is presented in part by Jim Carrey's Cemeteries. Somebody plot me. Home of Jim Carrey's Cremations. You're smoking. And also by Chris Hemsworth's Discount Tailoring. What are your Hemsworth? We'll hammer the competition. Morningwood is funded in part by a grant from our good friends down at Benedict Cumberbatch's Umbrella Patches. Leaky umbrella? Don't just patch it up. Cumberbatch it up. All right. So uh, just a quick a quick little pop-in. for a quick Morningwood. Sometimes the quick Morningwoods are the good Morningwoods, bro. We're just going to do a quick little Sometimes in and out quick Morningwoods morning are wood. satisfying longer than the bad. You know what I'm getting at here, people. So uh, are you familiar with our old friend Ron Jeremy? Ron Jeremy? In fact, I, I think friend of the show Vince Fody has his photo taken with Ron I Jeremy. I have a picture of me with Ron Jeremy uh, at an ATP concert that we went to uh, in New York. Ron Jeremy. How many mushrooms did For those of you eat? just tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show, y'all should know who Ron Jeremy is. He was like the porn star of porn star for decades. Now he kind of just is paid to not do porn. 
He's like the spokesperson of porn and other penis pills. Right, and and he was. He Although was he one didn't of those get his people, huge slong. By he was one of those people who was so famous for being in porn that he was able to segue that into other things. Like he was in actual movies mm-hmm. where he where he didn't play Ron Jeremy. Yeah, where he didn't have to have sex with people. Yeah, which exactly. Is, which is hard what a, to do. Yeah, hard not to have sex. Ron Jeremy, man. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> so Ron Jeremy. Get this, uh, the New York City Parks Department is trying to cut down a tree that was planted. So the day Ron Jeremy was born, his father planted a tree outside of his childhood home. And now uh, the Parks Department is threatening to cut down this tree. So Ron Jeremy has taken to Twitter and uh, he is pleading with the Parks Department not to cut down his tree. And everybody wants to save Ron Jeremy's wood. Yep, we all know that Ron Jeremy's wood. People might be intimidated by it. it they might want to cut it down. But it has a lot of sentimental value to him. Yeah. And so it's not just practical. It's, it's got a lot of sentimental value. Do you know what he was doing before he got discovered for porn? What's that? He was a preschool teacher, Ron Jeremy. That cannot I'd be true. the most amount true. I'm Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Morningwood is presented in part by Uretha Franklin's Vasectomy Clinic. R-E-S-P-E-C-T will cut you where you touch the pee. So if you want Franklin's vasectomy clinic. If you want to help save Ron Jeremy's wood, you can go on Twitter at NYC Parks. That's the New York City Parks Department. Uh, and you can you can help save Ron Jeremy's wood. Now, we're going to tell our <laughs> listeners, don't send them pictures of your wood or Ron Jeremy's wood. That's not going to help his case. Don't send the government pictures of your dick. Also... Here is something that I that I neglected to bring up when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Do you know what Ron Jeremy's nickname is? Do you know? Didn't, didn't know he had a nickname. This is something that I forgot until I just read about it recently. But Ron Jeremy's nickname is the Hedgehog. No way! Which makes even more sense why he should have been in the Sonic the Hedgehog porn. Instead of the female being the hedgehog, I yeah, don't get it. Yeah, because remember it was Sonic the Vadgehog? Yeah, I don't get it. And we were saying it, it should be don't... Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, the And it should have been a guy having sex. Uh, yeah. It should have been Sonic having sex with, like, a girl. Yeah, and he has a cock ring instead of the other And rings. it should have been called Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. How much better would it have been Listeners, if they had gotten d- wouldn't you Ron rather... Jeremy? He is the hedgehog. Man. They could have just painted him blue. They wouldn't even have to do that much more makeup, actually. If you think about it, he does kind of look like a hedgehog. Yep. He also was in he was in Orgasmo, which is a Matt Stone and Trey Parker yeah, movie. Yeah, about, about porn. a Mormon who accidentally becomes a porn star who plays a superhero. Mm-hmm. And Ron Jeremy played the bad guy, Jizzmaster Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to post that picture of me and Ron Jeremy. You together. should on the biscuit form. I will put that in the biscuits and gravy thing. Um, do you want to talk about Zoom porn bombing? Man, I was so happy you're gonna bring this up. So Morningwood, time to talk about the porn, everybody. Now that we're all working from home and we have to talk to our family, it's so weird. Like I didn't really talk to my family that much, even though they lived six thousand miles away. And now that it's quarantine, I've been zooming with my family. You know, but we should have just been doing this all along. Now, schools have it pretty bad because classrooms and offices are these Zoom meetings, and Zoom is really easily hacked, right? Right. So people are hacking into these Zoom meetings. It's a platform where you can videotape yourself, and it's like a video conference where you and up to 100 people can be in a room grid style. Right, and so... Some people are getting porn bombed on Zoom, which is where somebody hacks in and puts porn on the screen for everybody to see. And uh, 
somebody like you and I would find that hilarious. Oh, but I think even hilarious, if but not if, tempting if and amazing. Like a fifth grade class, or in this case, the the most recent case that <laughs> happened was a Bible class. Yeah, it was like a Sunday school Bible class or something that they got need to porn, see porn the most. That got Zoom porn bombed, and now they're suing Zoom. Nice, because they got they got inundated with porn. I I would just be happy for the free porn. That's a blessing from God, if anything. Zoom should be suing them for not for not appreciating. You know, the it free would be more outrageous if I was having a porn meeting and someone hacked me with Bible study. Then I would sue Zoom. I would sue the shit. I'd be out like of Zoom, Zoom. You wouldn't believe what happened when I was watching Ron Jeremy. I was trying to watch Ron Zer- Jeremy. All of a sudden, a quote from Leviticus comes on the screen. Ah, Leviticus totally ruined my ah. my whole thing. Fucking Leviticus. Leviticus, dude. By the way, if you, <laughs> if your favorite book of the Bible is Leviticus, mm-hmm. hey, you want to get in spoiler alert, Chuck? All righty. So I think it's time to transition out of Morningwood. I bid Morningwood adieu. Bid Morningwood adieu, digit. Spoiler alert is presented in part by Most Deaf's Hearing Aids. Get less deaf with Most Deaf. And also by Gary Coleman's Coal Burning Furnaces. What you talking about, furnace? So excited for spoiler alert today, man. We have so much stuff to spoil. Vincent Fody, I've been watching TV a lot lately, too, and I can't wait to spoil some stuff. Spoiler alert, Rick and Morty redeemed itself. Rick and Morty did redeem itself, I gotta say. Ah! Oh, man, if you think that movie was bad, we watched the original Wicker Man. Also not good. Which is available on Netflix, by the way. Yeah, we watched it by mistake. Oh, so you're trying to watch the Nick Cage one? Yeah, I was you're... going to bed, and Chris is like, oh, I'm going to watch Wicker Man. I'm like, all right, I'll be in in a minute. And we're like, what the hell is this shit? <laughs> Which is, I, I can't understand why somebody would try to watch the original Wicker Man or the Nick Cage Wicker Man. She I want to was... watch the Nick Cage Wicker Man. <laughs> I already told you the Not the Bees scene isn't even in Not the Bees! Not the Bees! Not the Bees! <laughs> Which I, like that during... I watched the whole movie for that scene, and then I found out it was a deleted scene. During I our comedy the show, movie. we kept playing like noise clips over dumb people, and Chino really picked up on the not the bees thing for oh, sure. He enjoyed the not the bees. Not part. the bees. That's one of the cool things about doing a Zoom show is that you can have a soundboard. Yeah, in. or you can make the flush sound. <laughs> and you can always, you can always do a flush sound. Let's see, do I have a flush here? There we go. Oh, there's a motorcycle pulling up outside. You hear that shit? <laughs> <laughs> girls, girls, girls. <laughs> Oh, there's a sheep in there. Ah! Love you. Man, so much stuff to spoil today. I'm rewatching Breaking Bad. I'm on season three. It's oh, amazing. Oh, man. I love also, Breaking Bad. Also, if you're, like, even a little drunk or had, like, two beers and you watch Breaking Bad, do you get, like, really emotional watching it? I almost texted you, like, 500 times while I was watching it. Please feel free to text me while you're watching Breaking Bad. Dude, Nothing would signs, make me happier than to it, have drunken text about breaking bad it's so it. great like i'm trying you know chrissy's like asking questions about it and i'm like don't you get it like how frantic they are and they're in a completely yellow room or like he's turning from good to bad and there's literally a line of shadow on his face yeah if you look at his clothing choices over the course of the show it gets darker it, also, it starts out light, gets darker also a cool thing to watch out for when you're watching breaking bad Her titties. oranges oranges Oh, yeah, oranges. Anytime oranges ever show up in Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, it's always an omen that something bad is about to mm-hmm. happen. Uh, so that's a cool little Easter egg you can keep your eyes peeled for on your Breaking Bad uh, rewatch, which I <sighs> highly recommend doing. So good. You want to talk about what's going on on HBO right now? 
Uh, not much. I feel like HBO is shit going on. Are you watching anything on HBO? HBO doesn't have very much going on. Curb's done. Curb was really good this season. Curb's I give, done. I give overall this season like a B. Westworld's done. Uh, I give it an A. I love any any Curb Your Enthusiasm is better than no Curb Your Enthusiasm. For sure. The episode where they go to get the beans. Yeah. In Mexico or whatever. The episode where they really she good. has the magic vagina. Funniest <laughs> funniest episode, man. The, the ugly the, the ugly station. The, the Big Johnson Club or whatever. But the season finale you're at A minus probably. Yeah, it's pro- a- it's probably a good one. But HBO doesn't have anything left really good. Nah. The only thing that I actually am kind of looking forward to is there's a new mini series. It's only going to be six episodes starring friend of the show, Mark Ruffalo, of Mark Ruffalo's Buffalo Wings, the mm-hmm. best way to cure a Hulk-sized appetite. Of course. And we also love Mark Ruffalo because he's a 9-11 truther. The most amount of 9-11 truther. He knows bro. that, that 9-11 was an inside job. Um, and he's also anti-fracking, which as somebody we're, from Pennsylvania, we're okay I, with really, yeah. I really take uh, anti-fracking close to heart because uh it's it's destroying communities in my home my home state of pennsylvania so thank you mark ruffalo he's in a he's in a mini series which is going to be based on a best-selling novel i believe it's called i know this much is true where he plays his twin brother much like uh, james franco james franco uh, james franco's hot dogs his franks are frankly the best did that show end whatever happened to the deuce the one about the deuce uh i believe that they had the final season Okay. I I still am not caught up on that show, but I do know that that James Franco plays his own twin brother, uh, and Mark Ruffalo is also going to be playing his own twin brother, and I know this much is true. It's supposed to be very good. I think Rosie O'Donnell's in it for some reason, Rosie O'Donnell back. Which is, I was always like, what happened to Rosie O'Donnell? I haven't Uh, seen her in anything in such a long time. Except for a few episodes of Curb. Was she in the episode of Curb? A few episodes of Curb, yeah. okay. But not much. Yeah, she's, she's out there somewhere. Uh, but also, HBO Max is premiering, so I don't know. I was kind of thinking about canceling HBO, but for the same price that I'm already paying right now, they're going to add a bunch of new content. The only be- the only problem is the content is not going to be that great. Because it's HBO movies. Right. So. HBO original content, great. HBO movie choices, not as good. Now, I will say they did add the Joker movie. The Joker movie is going to be available on HBO. I think which, i got to rewatch that, man. I loved the, good. loved the Joker. Loved the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix got a, an Oscar nomination for that. Um, good Oscar nod. Wait, did he win the Oscar for that? I don't know. I think he did. I'm not prepared. He at least got an Oscar, uh, an Oscar nomination for that. Um, and then, I'm more excited to talk about whales later and conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> and also... Uh, HBO is about to pr- is about to release uh, this movie Ad Astra, which they bought the rights to. Which I don't know if you know anything about that. Ad Astra is the movie where Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones are astronauts. Yeah, but they're also father son, right? Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones plays Brad Pitt's dad, uh, who is an astronaut, and went away to leave him to go explore the outer reaches of the universe. And so uh, he eventually kind of goes a little bit nuts. And has to uh, Brad Pitt has to go out to Neptune to go kind of chase him down. That's so weird. Uh, I, I guess I should watch that movie. It was it was okay. It wasn't great. It's like not that much happened in the movie. I I would have liked for some more twists and turns in the story along the way. But it was it was pretty cool to watch. If you're if you really don't have anything better to do, Ad Astra is going to be available on HBO. Uh, High maintenance is always good. I've been watching a lot of that. And like I said, this much is true coming out. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. So maybe I'll wait like six weeks and then I'll cancel HBO. We'll see. And last week tonight. That's the only thing really. Any more True Detective coming out? 
They are not coming out with any more seasons of True Detective that I know of, but I have been rewatching season one of True season Detective. Season one of True Detective is with so Woody Harrelson good. and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, bro. It really put that show on the map. And can also, I just say, rewatching it, it's just as good. So good. Uh, episode two is what you're talking and about specifically. It ends with synesthesia where you see colors. Like Right. Matthew emotions. McConaughey's character has synesthesia in the show. And it's it's pretty cool. So if you haven't seen season one of True Detective, Oh man, gotta check that out. It's so good. We're like three episodes deep. Diana's never seen it, so it's pretty good. It's quite the page turner. Uh, Devs was really good on Hulu. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season four just premiered. So wow. if you haven't been watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, there's never been a better time to catch up on it. I just saw it for the first time. I, we watched the first two seasons in like Biscuitiers two weeks. should so love good. the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because it's about comedy and it's got Tony Shalhoub in it. Tony Shalhoub, who doesn't baby. love Tony Shalhoub? I like that in Monk, his boss is the same guy who tucks his penis in between his legs in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Like, the bad really? guy of Silence of the Lambs is Tony Shalhoub's boss in Monk. I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never seen Monk. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You're missing out on some top-grade B-TV. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll come over and watch Monk with you. Ah, uh, you know. It's, it's a low-budget TV show. <laughs> You know what else I've been watching a lot of recently? Uh, Futurama. Oh, man. I love Futurama. And it's weird because Futurama is Talk a about show, a lot of Easter eggs in that. It's a show from the past about a person from the present who goes to the future. And um, it's really interesting because when you're watching Futurama, it has come out. It came out around 2000. So enough time has passed between when it came out and now to kind of see how the show is dated even though it's taking supposed to be taking place in the future. Like, people in the future have still have, like, landlines. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, like, a laser la- rotary phone or something like that. Um, I love that it's Nixon's head in a jar. Nixon, That's what I love Nixon's so much. Nixon's head in a jar is really good. Also, the comedy feels kind of dated on Futurama as well because a lot of the jokes are based around, like, making fun of old people or insinuating that someone might be gay. Mm, which in which early, you can't do anymore. In the early 2000s. Turn of the century. Hilarious. Uh, oh, my God. Insinuating that somebody was gay was mm, mwah, just, so good just all the time. Top of the line comedy. But it's it just doesn't yeah, it's not, not doesn't seem that funny anymore because it's like, what if he is gay? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Eh. Not Futurama. Yeah, we're very accepting now in the, in the future. But that's that's this is 2020. Maybe in the year 3000, people will revert to being uh, less. I'm sure there'll be more homophobic. Less <laughs> Watching like the Simpsons <laughs> jokes anything, change over homophobic. time. Like Simpsons now, it's almost like Family Guy, where like they cut to a scene that has nothing to do with the show, and it's like an off joke. Uh, I also watched the Beastie Boys documentary called Beastie Boys Story. Oh yeah. Which spoiler alert? One of the Beastie Boys dies. You'll have to <laughs> watch the documentary to find out which one. Uh, spoiler alert: It's the illest one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Ooh, come on! Too soon. Come on! Chuck, he had a license to ill. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, as far as documentaries go, I also watched The Last Dance. It's finally all 10 episodes of The Last Dance are out, which is the documentary about the Bulls, the 90s Bulls. Not and to be confused with my favorite documentary, The Last Waltz. The Last Waltz. Which is just an awesome concert. That's a cool concert doc. You gotta love a nice concert doc. But a uh, spoiler alert for The Last Dance. Michael Jordan, really good at basketball. <laughs> He's so good at basketball, you guys. If you want to know how good, watch The Last Dance. I think I'm going to take a pass at it. 
So Rick and Morty, the new Rick and Morty episode. Let's dive into it, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Thanks so much for tuning into the Biscuit Gravy Show right here in the Biscuit Bunker and soon to be rebroadcasted on KKU, KKU, the voice of of gravy. gravy. Now, I do not watch the basketball documentaries. But I do watch cartoons, and especially cartoons. You should watch bas- the basketball documentary. You should watch sports documentaries because the cool thing about sports documentaries are they have broad appeal, even to people that don't Who aren't like sports. Hey-o. See, the last time I went to go watch a so, basketball documentary, I watched Basketball Diaries instead. Way different. Let me in, Mom. Is this Leonardo DiCaprio doing he's heroin. He's like 15 doing heroin. Let me in. It's a great movie. Oh, he's crying. Leo DiCap is so emotional, dude. The guy who that movie is based on, it's based on a true story. Um, there's a scene where they're playing basketball in the rain, and there's a song in the background playing. It's the song. The song is "These Are People Who've Died," and that song is actually written by the guy who wrote Basketball Diaries. Oh, it's no based way. on. Yeah. Leo DiCap, man. Le- Leonor- Leo DiCaprio, a uh, friend of the show. He he runs uh, Leonardo Leo DiCaprio's Di- guillotines. <laughs> Get decapitated with DiCaprio. So, Rick and Morty, last two episodes, I was not a fan of. Actually, week- the first one I didn't like. I watched it again, and I enjoyed it more because I, I just watched it uh, assuming it was going to be sort of a vignette show mm-hmm. as opposed to... Like the Morty Mindblowers episode or the Interdimensional Cable. When you watch it in that context, it's not bad, but I still, I then the next episode was the Face Hugger episode, which I enjoyed a little bit more. Definitely liked it more. But the most recent episode, the Vada Acid episode, oh man. So funny. So good. The whole, it's. So Morty challenges Rick, the mad scientist, to create something where he could freeze time like a video game where you can make a save state where you can kind of save your game and then if you die go back to it so the episode you know starts off with him just like doing stuff on purpose to die or like trying to eat a bunch of ice cream but then he ends up falling in love and then there's a whole like montage of like the alive like they crash the mountains have to eat each other and he's about to press the button but he loves this girl so much that he doesn't that he would rather die then, then press the button and go back and not have any of that have had happened. So they get saved last minute. They go back, and then the father, who's the typical idiot of the show, Jerry. presses the button, and then it goes, oh, my God, like way back. He lost years of his life. He can no longer <laughs> be in love with this girl. But then it turns out that he's not freezing time, that he, quote, prestiged himself. But you know <laughs> I love Vincent Foti because the prestige is one of my favorite movies. Can you explain to the audience exactly what? what we're talking about uh in the prestige david bowie plays tesla tesla yo in the prestige that's all you need to know about the prestige and that's the best part so is david in the Bowie's pre- in it in the prestige he's trying to have an illusion where he has like a twin but in real life he the guy that's really doing it is killing himself he's at the duplicating end of every himself show. yeah and then killing and then killing one of the duplicates because you can't have a duplicate uh guy running around out there yeah so Hugh he Jackman. kills himself every show Right, and so it turned out that Morty was actually going into a different universe and doing all those actions instead of actually just kind of going back and reliving it again. So he so, was killing off all these Mortys and all these different universes. Right, so a uh, really great episode. Their only way to get out of it and all the people they angered was to 
jump into another vat of acid. Right. So if you haven't seen the new Rick and Morty, go check that one out. It's a real chuckle hut. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows. Again, so funny just catching up on it. Season 2, the most recent episode, featured Mark Hamill. Oh, made no a way. Little, made a little guest appearance in he's the a, most recent episode. He's one of our contributors to the show. Oh, Mar- Mark Hamill's Hammers. Yeah. Got a big project to tackle. It's Hamill time. So oh, I'm watching I'm watching that show kind of out of order because I'm watching it on TV, which is the more recent episodes. And yeah, I'm also watching really. it on the computer. I'm like, you just Hulu. need to watch the last episode of season one because there's a little bit of a twist that they set up for season two. I like that they brought the werewolves back into it. That's funny to We're me. Werewolves, not swearwolves. Uh, and. Oh, if you like Rick and Morty, you're probably going to like Stolar Opposites, which is available on Hulu. It's I, enough. It's definitely like the wings of the Beatles. I, I like to p- say it's the American dad <laughs> of of Rick and Morty, um, but it's just different. Enough. I like American dad. It's definitely like watchable I don't enjoy stuff. American dad, but I got to say I do enjoy Solar Opposites. Uh, it's just different enough to make it enjoyable on its own instead of seeing it. It's just like a Rick and Morty knockoff. Um, but I did enjoy Solar Opposites. You can watch that. The whole first season's available on Hulu. Uh, here's something Who cool. Who knew Hulu? Here's something cool. Did you know this? All uh, all three seasons of Hannibal is going to be available on Netflix. Oh, thank God. Starting June 5th. First of all, Hannibal was on Amazon Prime for the longest Such time. Such a great show. And then, like, first you'll of all, watch it was, it was on it, NBC. And then they're like, oh, you got to rent. You can either buy it for $3 an episode or spend 30 bucks to buy it. You're like, No! Yeah, and the 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 sad thing about Hannibal was it was, it was smart for TV. It was too smart for TV. It was too gory. It's pretty gory considering it was on broadcast TV. It was on NBC. It actually got banned in Utah because it was so great. Yo, Lawrence Fishburne, dude, getting his ass kicked in that Lawrence show. Lawrence Fishburne is so good in that show. Uh, Hannibal is played by Mads Mikkelsen, who I'm a big fan of, who's also Oh, in- he was the bad guy in the first reboot of uh, 007. Yeah, the Casino Royale yeah. one. He's the bad guy with the weird eye. With the weird he also eye plays, and the asthma He also inhaler. plays the dad in Rogue One. Oh, that's right. The guy who builds the reactor for the Death Star. And puts that little Easter egg in there where you can blow up the entire Death Star. Because people have always asked, like, why does the Death Star Starts have this reaction. weak spot? Yeah, exactly. And, and then put now it we in know. Uh, so you'll be the, – the sad thing about Hannibal is it's such a good show, but nobody's ever seen it because nobody has Amazon Prime. Half the people that have Amazon Prime don't even watch Amazon Anything Video. on Amazon Video. They just, no. they just have it no to have does. Amazon Prime so they get free shipping. Now, it has that hot uh, redhead from X-Files in it too, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. And guess what? She's aged so well. She's still hot in the next files. It was like she 22 is, years she ago. She plays Hannibal's psychiatrist slash banging. Spoiler Yo, alert for season one. And they one. run away, dude. Mm. Stab him, Lawrence Fish. Yeah, was she Mulder or Scully? Which one? Scully. Was, She's oh, Scully. Scully. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Julie, not Andrews. Julia. Yeah, not Julia <laughs> Louise Dreyfus. Not hey, Julie Andrews. Not you know the Julia season Lewis. finale of Seinfeld was twenty-two years ago. Wow, twenty-two years ago, last Thursday or Friday, there was a season finale of Seinfeld. I still quote Seinfeld almost every day of my life. Everybody does, and I would have been ten. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I canceled, when, we it got canceled when it went off, Jesus. I didn't watch Seinfeld when when it was on the air as much as I watched 
numerous, numerous reruns of it in syndication on Fox. I watched it because it would come on night. after The Simpsons. It yeah, would, The Simpsons were at like six and six thirty, and then they would show Seinfeld at seven and seven thirty. Lock, bro. Yeah, so I watched like two hours of comedy on Fox, and then spoiler alert: Seinfeld go to sleep. still really funny, but also dated because of no cell phones. Yeah, exactly. Cell phones really changed everything. Where Curb is only a few years later has the cell phones, and in fact, this episodes all about cell phones cell phones exactly um here's another movie i saw did you see uncut gems with adam sandler no is it good uncut gems so good mixed reviews uh i th- i read some of the reviews and some of them said that they they thought adam sandler was phoning it in i thought he his performance in the movie it's was supposed really to be good. his performance he, to- of the decade. he totally nailed the character that he's trying to play is like one of those really confident in your face New York Jews. Nice. And uh he he's just great. He plays it to a T and I don't know I don't know what everybody was saying about him not being that great in the movie. Well, it's awesome. To me And Kevin who, Garnett's in it. Anyone who gave it bad reviews also takes like selfies with them when they think it's microbrew, but it's really like the Budweiser knockoff microbrew. <laughs> a macro so, brew. Yeah. So what does that <laughs> tell you? It's like my hometown Waterbury Republican American newspaper right. had whatever he said for what's good. That was a bad movie. Whatever bad movie, you knew it was good. Sometimes, you know, to judge the review by who's reviewing it. You know, yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like if it gets like a 20 on Rotten Tomatoes, but there's only a couple votes, but it gets like an 80 in IMDb, then you're like, all right, this is probably a good movie. And sometimes vice versa. Sometimes the critics won't like something, but the fans will really like something. Like it'll have a high Rotten Tomato score, but a bad critical score, Yeah, which I think happened to the Joker movie at first, but then they kind of caught up to it. More people watched it. Yeah, once because there was like, there was a lot of, a lot of scandal kind of around the Joker movie when it first came out. And the incel movement. Yeah, it's somehow it got. There is another murder attributed somehow to it got this politicized, week. but then once all that kind of faded away and everybody was like, "Oh, wait a second, it's, it's just, just a good a, movie. It's just a movie about the Joker." Yeah. Then, then everybody was like, "Okay, we can kind of step back and see that and just review this for what it is." Great movie, by the way, but so creepy, bro. Creepy. I was moved. All right, got anything else for spoiler alert? No, that's we, it. We covered a lot of spoiler alert. Watch if if you take el- nothing else away. Watch season one of True Detective, guys. And also, uh, if your odds are you uh, haven't seen the show Hannibal, most, watch it. Most people haven't. Once it hits Netflix, do yourself a favor and watch the show Hannibal. You are gonna love it. Oh, I saw the movie Rocket Man, which is a uh, musical documentary about Elton John. Yeah, I uh, love Elton John. That movie sucked. <laughs> like it was just bad. Just bad. It's bad, baby. We're going to finish up the show with a lovely segment called Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge But I'm really happy because it's time to dive into Conspiracy Cookbook. Oh, I know that's going to make you happy. Today's show is presented in part by Winona Ryder's Horses. When you're looking for something to mount, think Winona Ryder. And also by Glenn Close's Closets. Looking for the best in celebrity closets? You're getting close. And of course, by our good friends down at Bruce String. Bruce's. <laughs> Springsteen's string beans. They're grown in, in the, the USA. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's rehab clinic for when you've been Benedicted. And also by Gary Sinise's guide to being an uncle. For nephews and nieces, you need Sinise's. I hate you. That's <laughs> 
All right, everybody, set your ovens to 420 and grab the tinfoil because it's time for Conspiracy Cookbook. Conspiracy Cookbook. By the way, Joaquin Phoenix did win the Oscar for Oh, uh, that's what you were Googling over there. In Joker, that's what I was looking up. Now, this conspiracy is hitting home right here During now. This conspiracy, Ledger. as you know, we are broadcasting live from beautiful downtown Kihei in Maui. This is peak quarantine. In beautiful downtown Kihei. You have to say it like you're beautiful. like you're watching 90 per- 99% Kihei. invisible. Now, huh, uh, 98% of the traffic into the island are guests even visitors have completely stopped. Christopher Geists. <laughs> it's completely stopped, though. Like, almost almost completely stopped. 98% travel completely down on the island. We are self-quarantining, right? We Let are. me tell you something. Have you seen chemtrails? Have I seen chemtrails? Have y'all seen any chemtrails? I believe I have seen some chemtrails. I've seen some chemtrails. Air traffic down, 98%. Still seeing some chemtrails. What's going on here, people? What's going on? Now, furthermore, I got something for you. A bit of a doozy here. Sometimes our conspiracies <laughs> are not that much of a stretch. You know, like we all know no, Sometimes that, we talk about real stuff that's going yeah, on. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's really distant. It seems like worlds away because the lizard people do live so far away, right? Right. And they are so far Sometimes removed it's from out us. of sight, out of mind with the lizard people. Yes, but we got something for you that is going to hit really close to home, everybody. And I am proposing on the show here that whales are fake. This is something that we explored with friend of the show Ted Anderson. I think whales are a hoax. On the show, whales are a hoax. And you know what I think else? Whales are a hoax. You know what else is a hoax? We all know that the Great Wall of China is pretty much a hoax just to get tourists. There are walls from here to there. You can't even see it from space. They they say you can see it from space. You can't see it from what space. What is space? You can see anything. What is space? So we all know that <laughs> the Great Wall of China is just a hoax we know for also, Chinese tourists. We've talked about this before. Uh, in, a, in, Maui, up, in Maui, recycling is not real. Recycling, also a myth. Okay, guys. You don't recycle. First of all, it takes more energy to recycle than it does to just make something new. And I'm not we saying used to that send they all don't... of our trash to China, but they're not taking our trash anymore. Yeah, they so have now we just trash. throw away all our trash. So if you think the that your recycling gets recycled, recycle, you are wrong. Now, I was wondering, what are they doing with all that raw material? Turns out they're melting it down and turning it into mechanical whales. Let me tell you here something. I know it sounds crazy that you might think, wow, whales are fake. I'm not saying all whales are fake, okay? I'm just saying that... I'm saying all whales are fake. The whales in Maui are fake, okay? This is something crazy here, everybody. This is something that is mind-blowing. And it's mind-blowing that no one else has brought this up. At the same time, all the tourists show up, all the whales show up. That is what I'm saying, Vincent Fodi, is that... Coincidence? When there was not a lot of tourism here, right? And then slowly, in the 70s and 80s, more and more whales... More and more tourism. Now, not only is there a linear to more whales, and more tourism year by year, but when do the when whales come? When the tourists come? When is busy season? Whale season. Whale season. I propose that whales are actually part of Hawaii Board of Tourism for a hoax attraction. Right. To get people out to Hawaii. And when did they start boosting tourism? In the 80s. Yep. And when did when, whale population start going up? In the 80s. Now, here's another when thing. When did the Pacific Whale Foundation get founded? The in the 80s. 80s. Come on, people. Come on! It's right there. Now, furthermore, you might think, Chuck, how are Hawaiians 
making up whales. It's not the Hawaiians. It's the government, bro. We know that the government makes fake birds. They're making them inside Haleakala. That's why that, we're not allowed in there. That's why it's the fishbowl. <laughs> now, here's the thing. In the caldera. All jokes saying. aside, all jokes aside, riddle me this, Vincent Fodi, okay? Okay. Let's assume that whales are real, which they're not, right? Whales come. <laughs> I'm already assuming that. Whales come down here from Alaska to mate and to give birth, right? right. That's yep. what everyone knows. Everyone listening in your car at Just home like at humans. work, you can agree with me that the Pacific humpback whales come down here to give birth. How can you fit all those whales on a plane? No, <laughs> they anyway. So they. You were gonna say they swim here, but you forgot that they're not real, Chuck. Here's the thing. Gotcha. If they're, why is no one? And I mean this absolutely, no one recorded a whale giving birth. There, wait, you're telling me there's no recorded, documented. There evidence is no of a whale documented evidence of the Pacific humpback whale giving birth in Hawaii, even though they come here by the tens of thousands or so they say. And I've been on whale boats. When we hit the whales, we clip them good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you if you've been on a whale ship and you've hit a whale, give us a call at 808-873-3435. Now I'm not saying that all marine life is made up. I'm okay, dolphins are real. I've never seen a monk seal because I've never seen a monk seal either. <laughs> but I don't believe in God. Maybe that's how it works. I don't know. Dolphins are real because dolphins rape other dolphins. Are you, are you saying you We've have to like, clap your hands and a monk the seal? The dolphin rape documentary. Okay, of course. All right. We I also think. know about that hot chick that was taking acid and giving the acid to dolphin and masturbating the dolphins. That's where the phrase <laughs> it's also looked it up. We that was an episode of Chris Rose. Okay. People, I am not a liar. Everything coming out of my mouth is the darn tootin' truth. I think there's a dollop episode about If you that, can't find it in the truth webs, it's because it's not there yet. But I'm proposing you today that there are even more reasons why whales are fake. Where is our recycling going? They're recycling it. Also, they're trying, the they're trying to claim that whales are a mammal. Also, they say that whales... Whales don't have hair. Whales don't eat when they come to Hawaii. <laughs> Isn't that convenient? Mm. You know who doesn't eat? Robots. <laughs> Animatronic <laughs> stuff at Disney World. They don't want Disney World in Hawaii. We have Disney World in Hawaii. I dare Whales you. are fake. Well, the first time I came to Hawaii, I was eating here the, the, the moment I landed. Yeah. I, I challenge anybody to come to Hawaii and not eat. All right. I was really wasted last night when I texted you. Why else did I say that whales were fake? Conspiracy <laughs> Cookbook is brought to us by Dwayne Johnson's Wholesale Seafood. It is on a rock. It's a rock lobster. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> and also by Kim Kardashian's sunscreen. Nobody knows more about getting talented by rays than Kim Kardashian. All right. So during quarantine, right, we had peak whale season. Then quarantine happened. Boom. Whales practically overnight. Closed down just like they closed down the parks. And also, if there's no airplane travel, why are there chemtrails? I don't know. Did you also note. did you also know that? In, Ooh, I got the worst serpent. So we know the government coordinated this whole COVID nineteen pandemic. We know that it was caused by the either the U.S. government or the Chinese government or both. Because they're all connected to the New World Order. It could just be the Democrats, okay? The New World Order has no boundaries, baby. But we also know, while everybody was forced to stay at home uh, under quarantine, what hit video game has everybody been playing? Animal Crossing, which was released by Nintendo, 
coordinate it with the COVID-19 release so that people would be forced to stay home and play Animal Crossing. And what shows up in Animal Crossing every time somebody gets on an airplane? Chemtrails. Chemtrails. Why are they trying also, to, to Why make- are they perpetuating the turn-up economy? That's because the New World Order wants to demonetize the federal bank. We're all going to be trading turn-ups before you know it. And also, Tom Nook lends you money, and they charge you interest and stuff in the banking. That's the Rothschilds. <sighs> Roth They're trying Childs. to normalize banking and the stock market and chemtrails and get into our kids' brains before we have a chance to tell them that that's all not real. Okay. You know the Great Wall of China is fake, though, right? You know about the Rothschilds, right? They're real, bro. They are real. So I'm just saying out there, biscuits and gravy fans, biscuiteers alike, my gravy gals, my biscuit boys, Thanks for tuning in to the Biscuits and Gravy Show how, here on Nonprofit Educational Radio. How show. could the Great Wall of China be around? How long has it supposedly right, so been around for? There are there are walls in China. That Have you ever like bought anything up. that was made in China? It yeah. doesn't last six months. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me they built a wall that lasts hundreds of years? No, well, I don't that's think the so. The thing is that when people go visit the Great Wall of China, it's like newly built to show what it would have looked like, but it's all, it's all fake. It's all new. Oh, you mean they, they built it all up? Like, yeah, it's like the like, Alamo. You don't actually see the Alamo. The Alamo was almost nothing and then got destroyed. Or it's like most of a dinosaur skeleton in the museum. Are completely put is, together wrong. Is like, is like paper mache. Especially anything from the no, fossil put together wars. Wrong, but most, most fossils, uh, like, they might oh, find. Oh, no. Not, they might, they yes, might find, they were put together wrong. They might find, like, one rib bone. But then they'll just, they just, they'll, just they'll just make the rest of the rib bones. Yeah. So you see the full skeleton, but then maybe only like one or two of them are. You know how real. paleontologists are shown on TV? They're like Ross Gellers. I don't trust a whole lot of them. I don't trust a whole lot of them at all. Hmm. As a matter of fact, how could dinosaur bones be real? I don't know. Forty percent of people in the world think the Bible that doesn't say anything about time as dinosaurs. The, humans, the Bible it doesn't does say, say anything about, about dinosaurs. Go, it does say Goliath, though. No, it doesn't. It says Leviathan. Leviathan, but yeah. That, that Leviathan was a crocodile, hip- Chuck. I think it was a hippopotamus, actually. Actually, they do think that. Yep. See, I know it, baby. Do you know baby. that a pachyderm is a hippopotamus as well? Yeah. Because a pachyderm, a lot of people think it's elephant, but a pachyderm is anything with thick skin. So hippopotamuses and rhinoceros mm-hmm. also in, yeah. fall under pachyderm. Hmm. Huh. God. Hippopotamuses are scary. If you saw a hippopotamus skeleton, you would not believe scary. that they are as big as hippopotamuses are. Also, did you know that a hundred thousand... Like when you see like a wet cat, you're like, <laughs> oh my God, it's so small. Yeah, also, you're like, you're like, I hate wet cats. What did you do? <laughs> Why are you living in a sewer wet cat? Ew, get did you know uh, as recently as a hundred thousand years ago, hippopotamuses, hippopotami, hippopotami, were living in the Thames River in London, in England? Really? Yep, it's a tidal river. They would have loved it. Huh. Yep. So the world can change, but also whales don't exist. There's also blind river dolphins in the Yangtze River. And now that everything's been shut down, they've been coming back, actually. They were on the verge of extinction, and now they're coming back. I I said it before, and I'll say it again. Dolphins are real. Whales, we think, are fake. Thanos had some good ideas. You hear that, Chuck? It's time for Gluttony Club, everybody. Biscuits and gravy. It's time to tuck the conspiracies in, put them to bed. Let's talk about food. The next stop on the biscuits and gravy. <laughs> the next stop on the biscuits and gravy train today is Gluttony Club. Doot, doot. Speaking of Gluttony Club, I ate that edible. Uh, oh, totally the, kicking in. We started in. the show, and we are now at the point where the edible is starting to kick in. Cheers. 
uh, Gluttony Club is brought to us by John Ham's Pork Products. If it's not ham, it's not pork. Gluttony Club is presented in part by <laughs> Beyonce's Homemade Preserves. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Gluttony Club is also brought to us by Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks. They're in a league of their own. For a limited time only, catch them if you can. Tom Hanks Lamb Shanks, they're big. <laughs> Funding for the Biscuits and Gravy Show comes from an endowment from <laughs> Taylor Swift's Overnight Alterations. Sometimes you need a tailor, and sometimes you need a tailor, Swift. And funding for the Biscuits and Gravy Show is also provided by a largesse from Matt Damon's Exorcisms. Need to get out the demons? Get, get out, out the, the demons! demons! All right. So we haven't done Gluttony Club in a while. A yeah. Full, a full-on Gluttony Usually Club. Usually Gluttony Club in quarantine has been me just, like, frying spam and having a lot of guilt. But uh, now that restaurants are opening up, I've been getting a lot more takeout this week. Have right. you eaten anywhere this week interesting or made anything interesting at home, Vincent Foley? I have pretty much still been doing all eating at home. Like, uh, we, we got some more of that Costco tri-tip. Ooh. The, the one that you get, not the not the regular one, but the one that comes pre-seasoned. It's already seasoned. Oh, no way. That is so good, and it's so easy. Just cook it. At home, takes about 15, 20 minutes. Tri-tip's good. Tri-tip, you can't go wrong, man. What else did you cook with the tri-tip? I took the tri-tip, and I cooked that up. And uh, I basically just throw a packet of gravy in there. You yeah. Mi- you know, with a cup of water, you you mix the gravy, you put it in there. Cut up some veggies, maybe. Throw it in the pot and cook it all together. Super easy. By the time it comes out, all those juices mix in there. Your gravy's ready to go. I got to say, it was so good. So then I sliced up the tri-tip. I took those slices and I cut them down into little tiny like diced pieces. Mm-hmm. And then I mixed that in with the gravy. And Ooh, then now you're talking. And then squeeze a little horseradish in there, mix it all together. And then you take that and you put it on a toasted hamburger bun with with a little bit of Swiss cheese you that, love that sandwiches, is melted man. on Ooh, there. Sis. And you turn that you turn that bad boy into a big sloppy tri-tip gravy <laughs> Swiss cheese sandwich. Oh man. Mm, nothing's as sloppy like gravy on a sandwich Dude, it was so good and they are super messy oh but i like messy and then i also tried to do this thing called a halal snack pack which i heard about did do you remember halal said, snack pack yeah do you know what halal means halal is like kosher but for muslims correct yeah so so there's this thing i a, I, I hope uh, i said that right i don't want to be offensive to anybody it's for halal uh there's a thing called a halal snack pack mm-hmm. halal or halal yeah i believe either one is acceptable and I'll, it's basically they do kebab meat and they sh- they shave it down. And they put it over fries with ch- with a layer of cheese, and uh, you can do like some. They do like a garlic aioli and a chili and a barbecue sauce. Australians. Oh, so this is it's sort of like um, I would compare it to like an Australian version of garbage fries. Okay. So you can you can also but throw with rice. No, not with rice. It's with oh, with, with fries. Fr- with fries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or as they call them, chips. Yeah. Or chips. Yeah. But they're, we all really know that they're actually called fries. And so basically, yeah, you can throw some jalapenos on there. But the, the trick is you got to have the cheese. The shaved kebab meat sounds super good. They either do beef or lamb. I like when it's both. Never pork. And lamb. No, but you can also do it with chicken. Then it wouldn't be halal. Yeah. So I think it's also kosher as well. I think kosher and halal are very similar as to the rules because they're both from the Old Testament. But blessed. And, you know, there's slightly different stuff going on. Yeah. But... Man, I gotta say, it it looked really good. I've been trying to get my hands on some kebab meat, but I haven't been able to do it. But we did have some fries, so I fried up some fries, and then I layered it with some cheese, some barbecue sauce, and some shredded chicken. Mm, gotta say, it was so yummy. So we, as you know, bought like the thirty pound thing of ham on, which is like ham on, 
which is like prosciutto, but it's Spanish, right? Correct. In addition to that, I still also buy halal. prosciutto. Can not halal. <laughs> not halal or kosher or good for you at all. But I get the one from Costco oh, that comes nitrates. with the wax in between, right? Right. And so I rolled them up the other night, and I was like pulling them apart and then eating them without chewing. Like you ever like dangle food and just like <laughs> feed it into your mouth. And then I realized that this is exactly how I ate fruit by the foots growing up. Oh, yeah. And I'm just doing it with prosciutto. It's like meat instead. by the foot. <laughs> meat by the foot. So that's what I want to invent. Pork I just by the want foot. to invent meat by the foot. Like instead of string cheese, just like string. Yeah, or like prosciutto. meat. It's like pate in a can. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> just do one, one can of pate, one can of uh, easy cheese. <laughs> just go to town. Could we aerosol the prosciutto? Do them both up the nose. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, so last night I had a huge cheese board, like the dumbest amount of cheese board. What are you putting on your charcuterie these days? Uh, we're, so still, we're still doing the hamon. Hamon? I got so much of it. We got plenty. Although I've been dicing up the hamon and uh, cooking it and putting it into like meals. Yeah. Also very, very good. My cheese board last night had three different pâtés. We had a truffle burrata. We had a double cream brie. We had some borsin and cucumbers. Really sharp cheddar munster. Borsin is good. So you good. Spread that on the crackers and then throw something on top. So yummy. Mm. And then uh, prosciutto. And then we had, oh, man, pastrami. It was cut real thin. The most sensual of all the cured meats. Ugh, dude, nice Seinfeld reference, bro. I do have the dopest references. So not only did I eat all of that, but I bought a tub of <laughs> cheesy puffs. It could have been anything. There's <laughs> nothing you could have said <laughs> that would have surprised me that you bought it in tub form. A tub of cheesy puffs. I thought you were going to say Kerrygold. No, so I bought a tub <laughs> of cheesy puffs. And the ones I, at Costco? No, thank God it was Foodland, but okay. they're still obnoxiously big. And I ate all of them last night. Oh. I ate... In Christy. college, we turned one of those giant plastic barrels into a giant bomb. Nice. Yeah, you just put a pipe in there, and then you can fill the whole the whole giant cheesy poof container up with smoke. That's what I call cheesy poofs. That's a cheesy puff. You been eating anything good at all this week? Anything else? No takeout? Nothing? I made some refried beans. Why would had, you do that? Had a, lot of, had a lot of beans laying around the house. A lot of canned beans. A lot of canned beans. I was like, what am I going to do with these beans? And I decided... You know what? Let's make some homemade refried beans. And can I tell you, it is super easy and it comes out super good. And it's a great addition if you want to make a burrito while you're at home or some huevos, mm. rancheros or something of that nature. I've been eating a lot of crab lately. So I roasted some peppers and made some roasted red crab pepper aioli. So we made a lot of crab cakes and then we did crab carbonara with the prosciutto and that was good. Do you still have any crab left? Uh, it's frozen, but yeah. Did I tell you about the crab grilled cheese that I did? No. Where basically you make it. You basically just make a nice grilled cheese sandwich. How do you make your grilled cheeses? Well, you gotta you gotta butter the outside. I like to butter both sides first of you all. You gotta you gotta butter it up. Then you layer it up with a lot of cheese, and then you just toss it in the pan until it gets nice and golden brown. But with this, what I did was I cooked the crab meat in a, like an old bay seasoning, and then when I did the butter on the outside of the bread, I also sprinkled a little old bay on the right bread on there so that it gets Ooh. cooked in while it's browning while the while the bread's getting nice and melted mm. and then all the cheese and the crab meat mixes together and man a, cra- a nice little crab meat there's something also magical about inside. old bay it's just perfect i use and i like lori seasoned salt but i use lori seasoned salt instead of crab 
instead of Old Bay for my crab cakes. Not a fan. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, ah, where's the Old Bay when you need it? Oh, I mean, once you once you go Old Bay, you never go back. It's, <laughs> you it's, never go New Bay. Everybody uses Old Bay for a reason. Uh, also, we did a we've been doing charcuterie. The the cheese that I let you try the other night when you were here was like a balsamic cheese. So it was mm. a, a basically a regular cheese that had just a hint of balsamic, kind of mixed in with that. So that was really good. Uh, we also have uh, ohay, it's a berry jam. Which so is, someone made their own jam, huh? Yeah, it was a friend. One of Diana's friends made an ohalo berry jam, which ohalo berry is kind of similar to a cranberry. It's a little bit sweeter. It's native here in Hawaii, so it's something that you can pretty much only it's get here. It's amazing that berries it's made really their way out here before human intervention. Wings, waves, and smoke and weed. What's the third W? Uh, Wings, waves. Wind. Wind. Okay, because it blows around. Mm -hmm. Like mint and thimbleberries were here as well before human contact. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Also, friend of the show, Brian Michaels. (laughs) Brian Michaels. Brian Michaels. I've crapped everything, man. I've crapped the lizard. He just started doing a keto diet. So you got all the cheese and crackers. So he gave us so much stuff. He gave us everything from bags of flour to cases of fun dip. Cases of fun dip. Brian gave us more than one case of, of fun, fun dip. dip. Who? <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Who buys one case of fun dip? Queso fun dip. Now you're talking. Oh, that sounds <laughs> yummy. Yum. Oh, so. today's show is presented in part by Selma Hayek's Kayaks Battle from Dusk Till Dawn. Selma Hayek's Kayaks for when you need to cross a river. So I thought Brian was trying to get healthier, like going on a diet. Yeah. Because everybody's been overeating in quarantine. No, it just turns out that he needs to lose weight so he can get surgery. Yeah. Then being like, hey, you need surgery. We have to cut you and open. Also, mm, also, we're not be, cutting that much we can, open. Before we can take care of this, you're going to have to lose some weight. <laughs> but it worked out good for us because we've got all kinds of carbs and everything. Oh, yeah. More carbs than my bond can handle. Mm-mm-mm. So Brian's- a little bit of disappointing news for Gluttony Club. I've been trying to support... My local businesses by doing a lot of takeout lately, and I've been disappointed by like all the takeout I've been getting. I could have told you that ahead of time because, as somebody that's worked in a restaurant for a long time, I can tell you that the food that you get taken out is never as good as what you're gonna get in the restaurant because never it's not pl- it's not plated up it's not made to travel there's there's only a, a couple types of food that travel really well and if you're trying to if you want to like go get like a steak or something like that you're not go- you're not when you get home the steak's not gonna be as good as if you had it there in the restaurant fresh good to go and that doesn't even take into account the idea that atmosphere contributes to your meal this is just 100 percent based on the idea French that fries the, the are the worst French fries to go in a closed clamshell container just go bad immediately or the or if you get a salad they're always going to put the dressing on the side and which is good because you can then put in as much as you want but then you gotta you gotta toss that salad you gotta toss it baby a lot of times if something has a couple different sauces on it they usually deconstruct the sauces and they'll put like three different sauces and three different con- to go containers it's just not supposed to be experienced that way. And honestly, the the places I got from, I just felt that the quality of the food wasn't where it normally is either. Yeah, I I mean that's how they're that's trying how to stay open. I support the them, and so I won't say which taco place that everyone goes to. And I already didn't love this taco place. Like I liked other taco places a lot better, but I went to get fish tacos for my girlfriend, and sure enough, 
not as amazing as it could have been. And that's my Gluttony Club for today. Gluttony Club has been brought to us by Benedict Cumberbatch's Wholesale Brown Pigment. Get your next Umber Batch from Cumberbatch. Gluttony Club is presented in part by Topher Grace's Etiquette School. When you go for Grace, call Topher Grace. And also by Jim Croce's Spice Rack. When you need to keep time in a bottle, Jim Croce's Spice Rack. Oh, man, what a lovely show we had here on the Biscuits and Gravy show today. Brian's stomach looks like the Oh, my God. When they have the chest burster thing that that rips out of the guy's chest. Are you, what? Are you telling me an Arnold Schwarzenegger goes to Mars? <laughs> no. His that's chest total, looks that's so gross. about an alien. Oh. Yeah, Brian Michael's stomach looks so gross. Like, did you ever see those commercials for the, the non-rippable hefty trash bags? Yep. Where the trash bag just has, has like, like a, a, a bottle baby's arm out sticking of it. out of it. That's what Brian's stomach looks like. A conjoined twin. <laughs> so it looks like he absorbed somebody in the womb. That weight, Brian. <laughs> Brian, we love you. Yeah. You ready to get in the Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Box? I am so ready and so excited. I've had such a great show here for Such a great show with you. That is where the buffalo sound used to be. All right. Ooh, so, baby. as we all know, Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo is when Chuck tries to prove that he's the smartest buffalo in the room. Chuck Stuff the Knowledge Buffalo. So, email us your trivia questions to thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. That's thebiscuitsandgravy at gmail.com. Uh, and we'll ask those questions live to Chuck right on the radio. Cool. You okay, Chuck? I had a wedgie, and I had to stand up and fix it. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I know right. this is very distracting. <laughs> I just thought you might have had to go to the bathroom. I'm wearing a lot of basketball shorts. Have not played a lot of basketball. <laughs> All right. So our first question of the day comes from Austin in San Diego, California. He wants to know, in the Odyssey, who lures sailors in with their enchanting songs? Who oh. Who lures sailors in with their The sirens. The sirens is absolutely correct. Often depicted as mermaids, but yes, sirens were known to. They're so hot. They're in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou too. Oh yeah. Yeah, which is a take on the Odyssey. And uh, the one guy has sex with the siren, and he gets turned uh, into a toad. We thought you worth was it. A toad. Worth it. <laughs> worth it. Spoiler alert for Oh Brother Where Art Thou. He didn't actually get turned into a toad. But he did have sex with her, but and yeah. also worth it. Either way, you're going to get warts. Going okay. down to the river and play. Talking about that good old way. You and me and the devil makes three. Definitely one of the better Coen Brother movies. Good Coen Brother movies. All right. Our second question comes from Mary in Delaware. She wants to know, where is Marrakesh? Marrakesh. Oh, I'm on the Marrakesh Express. No, we're going on, on the, the Marrakesh Express. Express. Uh, it's in Crosby Northern Stills. Africa. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, maybe? So, I just have to say Morocco? Morocco is correct. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Morocco. Uh, Northern Africa. Redeeming for his, his geography mishap last night. Oh, day. my God. Well, the buffalo did not roam to that geography. <laughs> I tell you. Have you been to Morocco? No, never been. I've uh, I've been to Spain. You can see Africa. My there. sister brought me back this giant leather bean bag that you fill <laughs> up with. You fill it up with towels and blankets and use it as an ottoman. Oh right! And it smells like the most rich leather that you've ever smelled before. Mm. It smells. That's what I assume no Morocco smells it. like. All right, our third question. Our third question is always a sports question because, as we know, sports is Chuck's Achilles' hoof. And uh, our third 
question comes from Chris in Lahaina. Chris in Lahaina, it's so good to have you on the Chris show. Chris in Lahaina wants to know, in the Rocky movies, oh my god, who played Apollo Creed? Who played Apollo Creed in uh, the Rocky movies? I just read a dumb article about why they chose this actor, the former football player, to be Apollo Creed, and it's because he told Stallone that he was not a good actor. And Stallone <laughs> is like, that's what Creed would say. I want you to be Creed. Um, also, he didn't want to get upstaged Sylvester Stallone, the Italian Stallion. You know, I for, I know this is wrong, but Emmanuel Lewis is the only thing on my Lewis, mind. No. And it's not. Ah, ah, I give up. I, was, should, I should know, but I don't. We've already. Carl talked, Withers. Carl Withers. <laughs> I should know. Correct. That's right. We talked about him on the show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Was, oh, my God. I got him all right today. You got three out of three. Wow. Wow. And uh, you know what that means. That's the end of our show. <laughs> Man. Three out of three. That's pretty good, Chuck. I really got to stop drinking that peanut butter. You got three bourbon. out of three the other week, too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I've been killing it lately. Yeah, you've been uh, you must killing be, it. You must be studying in the bunker. It's like a good reading you've in the bunker. You've been taking all your quarantine time to study up on your geography. Today's Biscuits and Gravy is presented in part by Woody Harrelson's Discount Lumber. His prices on lumber are smoking. And also by Justin Trudeau's Real Bread, because real bread can only come from a Trudeau. Hey, that's Trudeau. And also by Benedict Cumberbatch's Cumberbuns. Let Benedict go to waste. Kisses. <laughs> Little kisses. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Vince, I'll see you next Biscuit time. Same Biscuit place. I had a great time. Thanks for having and me on the show. And from me to time. you, hello! Kisses. <laughs> Little kisses. Little kisses.